hi, good morning, everybody. Wanted to make sure we were all set up here with our recording. Dimity here with the Train Like a Mother Club, joined by the lovely Coach Amanda Loudon out in Maryland. Good morning, um, good morning Amanda. So you are headed on an adventure. Is it tomorrow or Saturday? Um, yeah, Saturday we leave. We are going down to um, southwestern Virginia near the Kentucky border, and um, we are going to do a week of home repairs, um, which actually is is typically so this is my church and we go and it's like about 75 of us we break into crews of about 10 of us and um each crew has like one main job one main house so i'll probably be putting a roof on a house that's that's what oh. our job was last year and so yeah <laughs> that, oh, i gotta say that sounds very impressive i mean is that harder than I, I mean so you've done a roof before is that harder than it sounds or is it just more like laying the shingles and pounding the nails <laughs> so we do tin roofs um, and each, oh, okay. yeah, and each crew has one, one male and one, um, female and then kids. And, um, I am so fortunate because this is my third year going and I'm always paired with this guy who absolutely knows what he's doing. Cause I absolutely do not. And I just follow his instructions and, um, and I'm usually on the ground while he's on the roof with the kids. And, um, so like I'm cutting, you know, cutting pieces of tin and, this, that, and the other. I think the hardest sure. thing for me is watching my my child go up on the roof and work on the sure. roof. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, good. Well, thank you for taking time before you head out. Um, so before we jump into some some good comments and some great questions, I just want to um, let people know if you are listening live right now, you can um, either raise your hand or um, press a little button. And if you want to talk to Amanda, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one, uh, in front of a group, <laughs> I guess. Um, we'd love for you to do that if you have, you know, a question or just want to comment on a training, um, on a workout or whatever, you know, is in your mind. If you need some help, this is what we're here for. So definitely don't be shy. Uh, and if you just want to listen in and you're at work or have, you know, you know, construction going on in your backyard or whatever, that's awesome as well. So, um, so before we jump in, Amanda, also, I want to know kind of how's your running going? What, what are you up to these days workout-wise? Um, yeah, it's, you know, this year I've kind of shifted a little bit to, I, I, I was typically running five days a week and I'm shifting down more to four days a week and I'm really kind of getting into, um, my local CrossFit gym, which is cross CrossFit. Okay. It's watered down. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I started out doing that like two days a week and now I'm more up to like three or four days a week. So it's kind of a nice, OMG. wow. Yeah, I'm just enjoying, I think it's just a good um, mental challenge, you know, something different after all these years of just running, you know, so, yeah. um, yeah, so it's, it's fun. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you posted on national running day, you guys posted, um, you running around the, the gym, yeah. I mean, yeah, like right, running right. around the outside, the perimeter. So, I mean, what, yeah. tell us what the running part of most of your CrossFit workouts is, or is the change day by day? Yeah. It, I mean, that changes and there's not necessarily going to be a run, um, in, in every workout, but when we okay. do it, it's, um, around their gym they've measured it out is about a quarter mile so um you know we'll do something like a quarter mile and you run back in and you have to do x number of whatever push-ups squats whatever and then back out again or whatever it might be so yeah so it's just fun it's just variety and i'm kind of figuring out how to balance it with running and not overdo it you know sure. I mean, yeah yeah so so it's well, just especially when you don't have oh you know you're not training for a fall marathon or a fall half marathon and you need some, I mean, I think what's great about that class or any other class is that you go and you show up and you don't have to do anything other than do what the instructor or the coach tells you to do, you know? I agree. Which, 
is is not. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, it's definitely a hard workout. Don't get me wrong. Um, but there is like I have never been to CrossFit, but I mean, just going to a master swim workout, like it is very hard for me some days to get myself in the pool. Like even if I write out the workout and I know what I'm going to do prior to it, like you know, it's just. But but if I show up and uh, my coach's name there is Melanie, and Melanie, you know, it's lovely because you know, okay, you're going to warm up with a 500. Okay, um, everyone's done with that. Okay, now we're gonna do, um, you know, 1050s on the one minute or whatever it is. But it's like, I don't know what's coming. So I, yeah. I'm not necessarily saving myself. And then yeah. secondly, it's, it's not that sense of dread, like, oh, I'm doing this, but, you know, the whatever really hard thing is coming up, you know? <laughs> I agree, I agree. Yeah, it really is. It's a nice little uh, change of pace, I think, to be able to do those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, Good. Are you covered from Grand Canyon? Um, I am. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I definitely, I took a, what I thought was an easy week. I went for one bike ride and my legs had nothing in it, um, in them. So I learned that my lesson there. Um, but yeah, I think I am. I mean, you know, the thing about the Grand Canyon was it was, um, it was definitely a long day, but it wasn't necessarily, and it was a hard day too, but it wasn't a pressure filled day, which I mean, I think is also, um, you know, we, we weren't necessarily doing it for time. We weren't doing it for time, not even necessarily. We didn't do it for time. So, you know, I mean, if we would have pushed ourselves and tried to get across in, you know, eight hours or nine hours or whatever, then I think I would have probably felt it more. But um, but now it feels like it was like, you know, a year ago. <laughs> it's crazy how things, you know, can zoom by so quickly in your rearview mirror. So, um, yeah. Well, thanks for asking. Well, so a couple things um, that I just wanted to talk about. I, I pulled some comments from the Facebook pages just because um, it's fun to talk about. And also I like kind of the way that it reflects how people are training. So Kristen is the first one. And she says, um, she's in the half marathon plan. Um, and she said, I've been at the beach on vacation and managed to do my training before everyone else wakes up. I may become a morning runner yet. And um, just want to give her major props because when I'm at the beach on vacation, it usually means I'm staying up later than I should and getting up in those morning morning hours is tough. But um, yeah, there's it just takes one shift of, you know, your perspective to realize that what you thought was really impossible actually isn't that hard. Right. Yeah, very, very true. Yeah. Um, and then you start to see also the benefits of, you know, of, of maybe a switch like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and do you feel that way with any, are there any CrossFit moves? Like I always dread burpees and I don't like doing them, but then, you know, I do them for maybe, you know, a couple of weeks in a row, you know, kind of maybe like twice a week or something. And then they don't feel so bad. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. why did I dread these so much? You know? Yeah. So do, are there any CrossFit moves where you just feel like, ugh, not this again. And then you're pleasantly surprised that. No. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Cause I would have said burpees would have been my, my one that I would have said, because I, I like not that long ago, I realized you know, I don't mind burpees so much anymore. So, yeah. um, I mean, and other things I'm just working on them. Like I have, I have mental uh, barriers with box jumps. So yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. So things like that, I'm still working on them, but um, sure. yeah. <laughs> good, good. Um, well, cool. And then we've got two half marathon reports, which were um, similar, but very cool. Um, Briar said, um, my fast sister, Angie and Anderson um, already posted, but here is my grace report from grandma's marathon, short version. It was great. The weather in Duluth was a pretty perfect for a long run, 55, I think, and cloudy with a little tailwind. That plus the Train Like a Mother program helped me meet my goal of under two hours, and it was just under two. She ran 159.49, awesome. um, 
which is awesome. I know. I feel like I gave it my all, which was big for me. I pushed harder at the end than in some past races, and I'm so glad I'd done the training to let that happen. My legs are really sore. I feel a little like vomiting, and I'm ready for a nap. That's the best line. My legs are really sore. I feel a little like vomiting, and I'm ready for a nap. Um, but what I wanted to to kind of you know unpack just for a second with this post is that um, in the moment it always feels like I mean hell is you know probably a little dramatic, but it's never fun to push that hard. Um, but then you know you cross the finish line and you get that number that you know, is 11 seconds better than, you know, your goal. And it just feels, you're just on cloud nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I was thinking when, when she was describing that pushing harder than she ever has before, I love when people have that breakthrough because it teaches you that you can push that hard. And then, you know, yeah, it's always going to suck. It's always going to be painful, but you know, you can do it. You know, you can push that hard now and, and it gives you that confidence boost. And I, I love when people find that moment. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that little. Um, it's not a Venn diagram, but it's it's a it's a separate bit, like two circles that look like a Venn diagram, but there's just no intersection. And one is like where life happens, and then one is your comfort zone, you know. And um, or maybe or maybe that they intersect. I can't remember now, but it's like some idea, like you know, you have to get outside your comfort zone to to experience that that lovely rush. And so that's just very very cool. And that idea of feel a little like vomiting, that is normal. Like I, that, that should be, um, I mean, you don't necessarily have to have that uh, sensation when you're pushing hard, but I mean, I think that that, I know that I, I that brought up back some, some good memories and some not so pleasant memories, just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hearing about that. When, when you are in that spot, you know, Amanda, when you are in that spot, when you're racing, what do you, um, you know, do you play mental gymnastics? Do you bargain with yourself or do you just put the hammer down and decide, this is what I came for. I'm going to go. Yeah, I definitely try not to do the bargaining because I think the bargaining, it, it, you're, you're, you're presenting an out, um, you know, yeah. and I think so I try to avoid that and try to just remind myself, you know, I can do this. Just keep it going and see what you got. And usually it works out for the best. I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I mean, I find unless you really blew it at the beginning, you, you know, you can usually perform to what you're trained, to how you're trained, you know. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I think it's always worth continuing with that push, no matter how much it sucks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Cool. Here's another Anderson, um, you know, but she's actually ran in uh, Dawson City. It says YT. It might be Vermont. Where's Dawson yeah, City? Yeah, I was going to that YT, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is Kelly Anderson. Goal accomplished. Ran my first sub two hour half marathon today at the D to DC half marathon in Dawson City, one of the 50 states. We're thinking Vermont. <laughs> um, this is my third time in a row doing this race. The first year was my first time racing after a few years of birthing, nursing, having babies, raising babies. Um, that first year I finished in 2.31, so two hours and 31 minutes, and last year was two hours and seven minutes. Getting older and faster is a lovely thing. It is. We have to pause and um, because I sometimes think that, and I know myself too, I can sometimes get in the trap of, oh, I am 46. I'm, I'm not supposed to go fast anymore, you know, whether, whether, regardless of whether it's running, cycling, you know, box jumping, burpees, whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm not supposed to do this anymore. And yeah. um, you know what? Yes, you are. <laughs> and yes, you can, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and then she writes, um, thank you again, Coach Amanda, for a phenomenal training plan and Dr. Justin Ross for the mental training, which was a bigger hurdle for me than the physical side of training. And um, again, I wanted to unpack that just a minute because I think that people really underestimate how much they can control their body with their minds when when it's when it's appropriate right when you're running with your girlfriend in a half marathon and you're chatting and commenting on all the cute capris going by you know no not appropriate but you know when you are there with a purpose and an idea of how you want to perform every cell from your head to your toes has to be on board and your mind is the driver right yeah for sure for sure i mean your mind's what's going to get you over those hurdles when when you are hurting you know your mind tells you that you can do it so um, absolutely. And, and that's why I love having Justin on board with, with all of this, you know, cause I just think he's, he's just provided some really invaluable advice to people. Um, and, and, uh, and I love, I love seeing it kind of come to fruition like this. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. He was in our, we was at Ogden, um, yeah. at our Ogden retreat and he did, um, some seminars for people. So it was, it was Friday and they, and everybody raced on Saturday morning and, and some women put it right into practice right there and, and had great race days. And then some women have come through the perform like a mother series, which is on the train, like a mother club. They're, um, you know, 90 minute seminars that help you, um, uh, uh, first like lay the foundation, which is setting your goals and figuring out your motivation and then, um, and then developing how to do it, which is how like, tools and tricks you can do during um, your training and then finally executing on race day. So it's three different um, sessions and they're super valuable as a trio and they're also super valuable as one on one, you know, just taken individually. So um, just a little plug there, just in case that that rings true to you that you feel like, yeah, my, my legs are ready to go. It's the, you know, the bowling ball sitting on top of my shoulders that sometimes <laughs> you know, puts on the brakes. Um, <laughs> Speaking from experience at all, but yeah. Um, okay, and then the final one that I loved, um, which I think I think she's in the marathon program. It's Fawn, and she says, um, "My run this morning at 5:30 was idyllic. Yeah. 56 degrees, sunny, dry, breezy. I kept running by houses that smelled of bacon and pancakes, or maybe I was just having some blissful or olfactory hallucinations. <laughs> Not all runs are so lovely, so I'll take the ones I can get." Um, and you know, my little PS on this is, oh my gosh, so important to have that perspective and just that you can, you know, the, the bad runs are going to come, especially in a 15 and 18 week training cycle. Like, you know, I would say one good run a week is being ambitious, right? One that feels like Fawn just mentioned, yeah. you know, where everything is lined up. Um, the, the temperature is lined up, your legs are lined up you're in the right spot, you're not too stressed, whatever it is. Um, and so, But when they do come, they're such beautiful gifts that you got to really uh, try to be in, in the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what keeps us coming back, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Do you think one a week? I mean, this is really dumb to try to quantify this, but since I tried now, we have to talk about it. <laughs> um, so one a week, I mean, do you think that that's ambitious or do you, what do you think, Amanda? Like one or one, two, I mean, one or I, two. Okay. I do. And I think that, um, you know, it, they can come in any form. It could be, you nail your speed work this week. And that's like that great, you know, oh, I feel so good. I can't believe I just did that accomplishment. It could come in a recovery run where you're just out enjoying the day like like Fawn just did. You know, you, you get this spectacular day and you're out 
kicking in the scenery and whatever it might be. And it's just, you come home feeling so good and energized. And so, um, yeah, they're definitely going to be in there. And, you know, I mean, or it could be, it could even be the long run, you know, where the long run where, wow, I just made it 15 miles and I didn't fall apart at the end, you know, or whatever. Sure. It might be. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're going to come. They're going to be there. I think I think they're going to be there most weeks, you know, that you're going to have one or two like that. Yeah. I agree. Well, and one of the things that Justin talks a lot about um, in, in all three of the sessions is setting your intention prior to the run, you know, and so if your intention is to go and see what the neighbors are cooking for breakfast, you know, like that's, that's you know, she did that. She nailed it. Or, you know, um, hanging in for a mile longer than you think you can or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things that I, you know, I've been doing, um, the longest I've run now is 40 minutes and I don't think I'm going to go much past that. But at the end of every run, I was like, Dimity, remember that was pain-free. Remember that was pain-free. And, yeah. you know, and just, you know, it's twice a week. It is not fast. It is a flat gravel path, but it, you know, just remembering just, you know, even cause it's super easy to look at my numbers or think, Oh, but I used to do this or, but I did this or whatever. And to just say, I did not have a, an inch of pain during that run and I'm going to go home and I'm not going to regret having run that run for the rest of the day or tomorrow or whatever. That is so lovely. So, you know, that's always um, a nice, you know, if you're coming back from injury or, or whatever it is, you know, just trying to think about one good thing that may not be exactly, you know, on your GPS or, you know, I don't know, something that's a little bit more, um, I don't know, ethereal, is that the right word? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's that's perfect perspective. Um, you know, yeah. Yesterday I was running early and um, on some of the paths around here and, and I kept <laughs> clearing the cobwebs off because I was probably the first person out on those sure. paths. And, you know, and it's icky and it's everything else. But when I got home, like, oh, but it's summer. And that was wonderful to be out there, you know, running in summer. That that means summer to me that the cobwebs are out. The spider yeah. Out, you know, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, just the dumb little things, you know. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you did a and you did a service for your fellow yes. runners, right? You're <laughs> <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> right? They all seem to land in my mouth for some reason. I don't know well, how. That yeah. is, but, <laughs> um, okay, well, so here's a couple um, kind of injury slash strength related questions that I wanted to go into. Um, Katie says um, I've been having knee pain the past few days on the inside of my kneecaps. Um, I'm not going to run again until it resolves, but I wonder if there are exercises you recommend that may help me gain strength. I think I can access the pool where I've done PT in the past. Um, she's looking into water running until she can get out there again. So, um, you know, this you actually have already answered this, but I think it's really helpful um, to have this. Let's unpack this a little bit. So, so she's having it on both sides of her knees. So that's a good thing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime you've got bilateral pain, it's probably more... A matter of conditioning um, or strength as opposed to injury um, you know so yes it's a good thing it means that it's not something that's going to require some sort of a long layoff or anything else I mean I would again I'm not a PT and so I, I hesitate to tread it into the wrong waters here but um, to me that would be something that's not gonna require much of a layoff um, but what it is gonna require is you know more than likely something that's going on in your knees is coming from you know a lack of, of, of of strength um, or stability in your hips and your glutes. And I feel like a broken record because I'm always going back to that. But it, it, for runners, that really is the source of just about everything. Yeah, uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, it, it, it's, you know, it's having that 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 glute and hip strength going on and, and, and stability, you know, one-legged stability, all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I think I recommended to her, go back to, to that, to the prehab routine, get your strength work in, make those things a priority. 
And I would bet that, you know, after, you know, some rest and, and a little bit of strength workup, you know, you're going to get there and be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and you've sounds like, sounds like she's done physical therapy in the past. So if that doesn't resolve within, you know, um, you taking time off, then you need to see somebody, but that, yeah, they should, um, test your glute strength, test, look at your hip alignment, all that kind of stuff is probably what's entering in, like, like coach Amanda said. So, um, honest to God, you cannot do too many glute bridges. You cannot do too many clamshells. You cannot do too many one-legged, um, deadlifts, meaning, and what we call, we call them one-legged deadlifts, but you don't even really need weight, right? It's like, kind yeah. of like the, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think everyone should start without weight. And then like yeah. when you get to a point where like you're super comfortable, then add in, you know, pick up a kettlebell when you're doing it, you know, whatever it might be so you can keep progressing. Um, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, here's another one from Andrea, um, who was at the Ogden retreat. She said, I've always had tight hip flexors. Um, endless office jobs and commutes contribute to that. And the trigger point workshop at the Ogden retreat particularly emphasized where I'm at with this. I couldn't touch my heel to my bum at all in that in a glute strength test. Um, today I woke up with my left hip flexor tight and tightening. Um, I have the type of job where I can get on the floor and do some stretching and other targeted muscle engaging exercises, but I'd love some advice on how to deal with this acute situation and rectify the chronic issue. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't think uh, rectify is, I love the idea of rectifying it, but it's it's like a, it's a, it's always going to be a work in progress, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, um, and yeah, it is tough when we have lifestyles where we're um, stuck sitting um, a lot of the day because it's, it's not our friend as runners. Um, but yeah, you know, like I, I recommended to her, you know, again, like just getting on the strength and the prehab stuff and, and working on those, those, those hips and glutes and, um, get some foam rolling. I mean, I'm sure she got some tips at the, at the retreat in terms of yeah. how to roll. Um, so I would continue with that. And, and again, you know, maybe go see a PT, um, you know, get some evaluation because they, they can do a better job than I can with that kind of thing, you know, and in terms of making, you know, exact recommendations for her specific case. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would just say if you can get on the floor, you but you should have, you know, a small tool at work, um, you know, so and it may not, it doesn't have to be necessarily a honking huge, you know, trigger point roller. It could be a lacrosse ball. It could be um, uh, a tennis ball. It could be, uh, you know, one of those, uh, like one of the, um, uh, a stick thing, you know, that you have um, that's a little bit, a little bit um, more, uh, what's not the word, <laughs> secure, what is it? Like it's not so um, conspicuous. Yeah. Conspicuous. I knew it started with a C or kind of C or nothing. Um, but yeah, just you have to, you know, keep going at it. Um, stretching. I really, uh, there's some good, really good hip flexor stretches that I've found on the web. If you just Google them, um, you know, hip, hip flexor stretch and running. Um, so that's, those are some other good places to start, Andrea. Um, okay, Carrie is in the um, 10K program, and she says, uh, I have a race day question. She's run two 10Ks in the past two weekends. They are New York Roadrunner races. Um, she lives in Queens, I know. So I'm sure you know how crowded they could be. Um, what I'm struggling with is how to really push for a PR with the thick crowds and without killing my energy, time to duck and weave. Um, do you find a super small race with no people instead, or, you know, kind of what would you recommend for somebody who is looking to to focus on the her finishing time? Yeah, I, I do think probably getting out of those crowds is going to be 
the best bet if that's you know doable and and um where where she lives um I you know I don't know if that's going to require getting out of the city or what um but you know I do think that's going to be the best bet to kind of find some some clear ground where you can open things up and and not have your pace dictated by others and not waste energy with the weaving and bobbing because that is it is a, a um a waste of energy and it's frustrating and um and the the only other suggestion I had for her and I again I. I, I've done a couple of New York Roadrunner races, and I, I know they're pretty strict with the corrals and where you start. So I don't know if there's any way for her to get in front of a corral or you know, or a wave. I don't I don't know. So I don't want to sure. rule breaking there. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, if there's any way to 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 be seated in a way that doesn't put you so far back, where you have all those hundreds of people in front of you, you know. Yeah. But I think even, you know, because New York, because it's such a population dense place of, you know, the country that yeah. even if she was in Corral B, say, you know, she's still going to have, you know, plenty of people around her that are running, you know, plenty fast, right? It's it's yeah. But it's still just having that, you know, not having kind of a bubble around you to have enough space to do your own thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's it. I think that's, you just said it, like, do your own thing. I think that's what it comes down to is as your your pace is just kind of going to be dictated by others because there's only you know you can't you can't run the way you want to run um sure. you know until you can find that wide open space which in a 10k it might take you to mile five you well, know that's the thing right you you look you're working with the limit i mean in a, in a half marathon or a marathon it's not quite it doesn't feel quite as dire because the yeah. the crowd stretches out so much um more across a bigger course but you know, i mean a 5k is, is more intense the 10k is 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 tough for sure so yeah um okay this is um from jackie who's listening in right now she's in the finish at 26.2 for her first marathon Woohoo! um and she's not racing for time but based on the assumed mileage in the last interval run in particular um i oh okay okay so she's not racing for time period based on the assumed mileage in the last interval run in particular i believe i'm running slower than prescribed do you have advice for increasing speed? I can crack an 11 minute mile, but not sustain it for more than a mile without a break. So let's talk a little bit about paces and what um, somebody who is looking to finish their first marathon um, should think about as they train. So the weekday runs, um, let's talk about those first, because there's a difference between the weekday runs and the long run, correct? Yeah, um, uh, although, you know, I, I, I... I go back to my my basic philosophy on this. Um, first of all, for a first marathon, my philosophy is I I, I think it's smart to not really have a goal time. Um, but then going into the training um, portion of it, I also am a believer that you know unless you are running a prescribed pace, you know, for an interval or um, you know something along those lines, just kind of let your legs show you the way and. Trust in the training, you know, like if you do have this goal of I want to be able to get faster, but the training is set up to, to you know, not, not to finish it as much as crush it, um, but, you know, um, it, well, rather go the distance where I'm misnaming these, but anyhow. That's okay. No, you got it. Um, but anyhow, I mean, there, you know, the, go the distance is more, let's get you across the finish line. And I think that should be your focus in a first marathon more than anything else. Um, but that said, as you go through the, the course of, of, of this long training program, if you're being consistent and if you're doing the workouts, you should naturally get faster, period. 
you know, so um, yeah, that so that is kind of my advice is stick to the plan, trust in the plan. Um, and, and, you know, with your first marathon, don't really set yourself up for any particular pace. Sure. Well, and, and so, and if you can't run right now, Jackie, uh, an 11 minute mile without having to stop and walk, then you just need to slow down. Right. And I know that that's probably hard to hear, but the reality is, is it is summertime. It is hot and humid outside. Um, you are, you know, out there, um, you know, four or five days a week doing, you know, a hard thing and it's going to stress your body. Right. And so as long as you can say like, I mean, Amanda, you talk about this a lot, but tuning into your effort, right? So if it is an easy run, that easy run on a scale of one to 10 should be no higher than a five, right? Or even a four, yeah, absolutely. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, the way that I always think of an easy run or the way that I put it in a lot of our training programs is, you know, if I were standing at your driveway <laughs> at the end of your run and you, know, you see this big, you know, tall woman waiting for you and I say, oh, you know what, Jackie, you're not done yet. you got to go for another three miles. You would probably like, you know, want to spit on me or my shoes or curse my name or whatever. But you had gone at such a pace that you could do that. Like that yeah. is physically possible. It may not be pleasant, but it is physically possible. And yeah. so especially when those long runs come up. You know, that's really what you want to think about is how, you know, when I am done, am I going to be like completely like, you know, draped on the driveway, passed out because I've gone so hard? Or am I going to have enough energy to, you know, maybe go another mile or two if I needed to and have enough energy for the rest of the day? And with that, meaning you are going to set yourself up nicely because you're going to be back at it within 48 hours, right? Or even the next day, depending upon yeah. what plan you're on. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just think, I mean, so I, it is, it's so easy to get wrapped up in the numbers and to think, oh, I need to be able to run this. But, you know, as the, as the marathon gets closer and, you know, you see that, um, you know, your, your long run paces may not have come down a bunch, but if you have a great weather day as the fall weather comes and you taper and all of a sudden, everything kicks in together. I mean, that's all the puzzle pieces come together on race day, right? And so that's that's really the, you just have to, like you said, trust the training, right? Yeah, yeah. and, and I want to add in that, um, you know, um, kind of piggybacking on something you said, and that, and that is it, like, when you come in from a run, you've gained something. You do not have to feel wiped out to have gained something. An easy run, you're gaining something. You know, you're just gaining, it, it, it has a design in there. There's a reason for it. And so, um, you know, and then the second, the second thing that I'm going to say on that is that, um, you know, it's your first marathon. This is your, your first time going out and stretching your body with all these miles. And um, it's something you've never been through before. And so, you know, keep that in mind that that is a lot on your body, you know, in and of itself. Um, and, and, and it's going to be an accomplishment you know, in and of itself. Um, so, you know, just, just trust in it and um, don't worry so much about the pace right now. And, you know, I always say that that's what a second marathon is for. <laughs> so, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Take, yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, the first marathon and, and, then, and then we'll, and we'll, then we'll be done, Jackie, we'll be done uh, with this like little pseudo lecture, but, um, but, you know, like you said, you know, it's, it's about finishing, it's about finishing being injury free because, you know, it is a huge jump up for your body as far as mileage and demands on it. And it's also about like just being so proud and crossing the finish line with a smile on your face. I mean, 
you know, every time I go to a marathon, I, it sounds so dumb because I've been in this world for so long, but I'm still constantly amazed at how freaking long <laughs> it is. It is so long. I mean, you know, so that in and of itself is such an accomplishment. And I just, so to, to, to cover that distance, um, if you are injury free at the starting line, if you're happy and feeling good and the same and, and more or less, you know, feel more or less the same way at the finish line, you've totally won. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Awesome. Um, all right. She says, you're all terrific. Thank you so much. I hope you believe that. <laughs> They're like, in this, in this, in this. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> um, but we just want to make sure. It, it's tough sometimes. And I think sometimes it can be really, like I said, the, those numbers are so accessible that sometimes it's hard not to get caught up in them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's a couple um, uh, logistic questions. Um, one is Holly. Um, can we do the circuit run the day before the long run instead of the day after? And so she is on the marathon plan and, um, I did not have a chance to look this up and I will, cause there was a couple questions about the circuit runs. Are they on both go the distance and crush the distance? Amanda, do you know? Um, I believe they are. I believe so. Okay. But yeah, I know. I okay. need to look to, to clarify that. It's been, yeah, I should have. I should have. Uh, I just ran out of time. We were going to start late or, <laughs> or I was going to look this up. So, um, so I'm going to go in and and because there was another question about the circuit runs. I want to just go in just so you guys, if you're listening to this, I'm going to confirm that that they're set up properly and um, and answer. There's one other question about it. But anyway, if they do know if they do have a circuit run, can they do it the day before the long run? Or would you prefer to do it the day after the long run? No, I mean, I, you know, I, I go back to this a lot. There aren't a lot of, to me, um, real hard and fast rules um, in terms of the order that you're doing these in other than, you know, like a hard, easy pattern. That's one thing that I'm a, a fan of. Um, I don't consider the circuit runs too taxing on your body. You couldn't manage that and then go ahead and do a long run the next day. Yeah. So that hard, easy pattern, let's just um, unpack that for a second. So the heart, so we want a pattern where it's either hard, easy, hard, easy, hard is just what, what runs are hard. Anything that involves, hard. Kind of, um, you know, up-tempo um, interval type workout, Any, anything that you would consider to be speed work is a hard day. And your long run is a hard day. Even if you're running it at a super easy pace, it is a hard run as far as your body is concerned. So um, that's where, you know, I don't want to see you doing, um, you know, Saturday long run and then Sunday speed work. You know, that it's just that's, sure. that's, that's what's going to wear you out over the long term. So, um, sure. you know, just some some easy shuffling along the weeks, you know, is is fine. We all have to do that. It has to work for your lifestyle. So, yeah. Absolutely. And then um, and then another question from Holly. Um, so she's doing the go the distance. So that definitely has the circuit runs on it. So let's let's uh, we've established that. Um, yeah. She says, can I do an easy two to three mile run for a cross training day um, so she could be running five days a week? No, I, I mean, I mean, I, I would prefer that you not, um, you know, that that's if you, if you want to get to five days a week, then then move up to the to the crush it plan, you know, but right now, if your goal is if you want what the, you know, go the distance plan is about, then stick to the four days a week. Um, running is not cross training. Cross training is a, is a break for those muscles. Um, it is a break for your mind. It is, you know, all those things. So, um, you know, no, I, I just, I would prefer to see you doing something else, anything besides running on that day. Sure. Well, that's yeah. fair. 
A, a brisk walk. Would that yeah. be okay? Two to three Absolutely. mile walk. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think okay. walking is fantastic. That's time on your feet. Um, yeah. And the elliptical, you know, that kind of has a, a running feel to it, if that's okay with you, um, Holly, that's another thing. And um, you can never go wrong with more strength. I know that that doesn't have the, the, the endorphin rush, the, the fresh air necessarily of, um, of a two or three mile easy run, but it will pay off in the long run so much. I mean, just talking, you know, going back to, you know, the prehab exercises we were talking about, do another round of those. If you, if you feel like you want to do something that's going to give you, you know, extra credit, um, yeah. because yeah. that's always good extra credit. Yeah. Sure. Um, cool. Uh, so, I mean, those are all the questions you guys are, are pretty uh, low maintenance bunch right now. If anyone else has a question um, who's listening, uh, jump on in. I, um, let's just talk for a minute about that heat and humidity. Um, in no Maryland, you guys get it in spades. I mean, do you have any any new tips or tricks that you've learned this year so far, Amanda, or anything that you reinforced with um, your new running schedule that, you know, whether it's hydration or going early or whatever it happens to be? Yeah, I mean, going early for me, I think um, avoiding the sun on top of the humidity is really a good one. Um, you know, I mean, the sun's up early here, at, you know, East Coast, the sun is up really early in the morning right now, like 515. Um, so you're not going to avoid it entirely, but you're not going to, you know, if you're out there at 530 in the morning, you're not going to have it, you know, feeding down on you. Um, because I think that's like, what kind of, at least for me, it puts me over the edge. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I can go out there and slog through the humidity and and i mean again i've said it 20 times but just letting go of pace i mean you just it's just not the same in this this kind of stuff and trust that in the fall when you get the break from the humidity um you're going to feel good again um so you know just out early um you know yeah keep on top of your liquids i i don't i generally don't carry water with me when i run ever um but i when it's when it's summer i do like i do like okay know, I'm going long tomorrow. I'm going to carry my I have my little handheld water bottle um, because uh, that's just when I need it, you know. So yeah, I'm saying that. Let me clarify and say I, we do have lots of water fountains around town, and and also my running club on Saturdays we put out water stops. So when I say I don't carry water, that that's what I mean by that. So yeah. Okay. No, I, I was. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. You're very you are a very low maintenance runner. It's good that you're leading this group because like you don't listen to music, you don't carry I, water. I, uh, <laughs> like, like the text, I'm a Luddite. <laughs> Old school 101. I love it. I love it. Um, that's great. And um, I mean, and then the other thing is when you can do, you know, and then on those mornings, I mean, Colorado, and I realize we don't have the humidity. It's a dry heat. But I mean, right. we had uh, a week of, you know, high 90s, which here, the sun, I feel like sometimes you step outside and it's like, I mean, I feel like it just penetrates your skin. Like yeah. it just, no, it just comes right down into yeah. your core right and so um so that was last week and then this week um it's just been lovely it's been those 56 degree days with you know bacon oh. bacon and pancakes wafting through the, right. through the window so um so again like you know when you see that little break you know reorganize your schedule even if it happens to be you know an off day if your life allows for it you know somehow go and enjoy that because it does feel so good and it's a little taste. I mean, you know, you never can predict what the weather's going to be on race day, but you know, as a general trend, the temperatures do go down some in September, definitely a lot in October and November. And so really this is like the hard work so that it's, I mean, you know, as far as just how it's going to feel, um, you know, it's kind of a nice 
gradual, gradual downhill slope. So, um, so just the yeah, and today's a new day. The calendar's going to turn, but it's going to be a while before that happens. Yes, yes, and, and and that's another thing, another you know tip that you know the last couple summers I definitely now I have a lot of flexibility in my schedule. My kids are older, and I don't have to worry about them. You know, they can be sleeping or whatever else. And um, but um. I definitely look at you know, like the forecasts, you know, going into a week, um, like Monday or Tuesday. I'm looking at that forecast, and I'm, I'm uh, hedging my bets on what's going to be the best day to to do the long run. You know, where it's going to be the least loathsome day for doing the long <laughs> run that week. <laughs> there you go. Are you going to run um, on your on your uh, on your volunteer trip as you're roofing and and you know hammering? No, we um, no. we sleep on a um, high school gym floor. And, oh, wow. and there's no, um, it's not safe to run. They don't, they don't want you out by yourself at all. There, period. You always have to have a partner anytime you leave the high school. But um, there's no real high school track even. Um, so we have like there's this teeny little, I'm guessing maybe 300 meter um, black top track kind of adjacent to the school. And so the last couple of years, I mean, I'll go over maybe run like 20, 30 minutes just to shake things up a little bit but that's the extent of it you know so sure. yeah yeah it's so yeah. i just it's a week off basically yeah well and um the gym floor do you bring an air mattress i hope yeah. like a, a plushy yeah. one <laughs> we um everyone most all the adults bring air mattresses most of the kids do but those who don't have to drag out these these yucky like 50 year old cots or uh, mattresses i mean that like stay underneath the <laughs> the gym stage all winter and you drag them out and they're just, oh so yeah you just just pray that your uh, air mattress doesn't pop for any reason <laughs> so Oh my gosh. Okay. You had a really, you, you went out totally on that. I can tell you're laughing. Say it one more time. Like, did you, did you change something on your setup? They're no, talking to Amanda. No. And can you hear me? Okay. Huh? It, it sounds kind of, it sounds a little uh, wonky. I'll have Alex work on that. I don't want, yeah, I, that's okay. okay. We're okay. good. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for coming today. It doesn't look like we have more questions. We got your, we got all the questions answered. The answer is I heard that you adults take the air mattresses and kids sometimes take your mattresses too. So awesome. Yeah. Safe travels. Thanks, Thanks for doing some good work. And we will see you guys all on the train like a mother page. I'll be um, taking over for Ask the Coach and stuff and we'll we'll get you covered, get your needs met. Okay? Yeah. Take care, Bye. you guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Amanda. Have fun. Thank you.